For Tuesday, June 30th, 2015, Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Justices approve use of execution drug. Loads of debt. Global ailment with few cures. And Supreme Court to weigh race in admissions. In today's national headlines, Clinton courts donors in a more polarized pool. Falling in line in the South with ruling on marriage, and no evidence of hate crimes emerges in black church fires. In today's business headlines, the Dow tumbled 350 and a third points yesterday. Farm waste and fat to help power United Jet. And Puerto Rico's debt crisis draws a split U.S. reply. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Justices Approve Use of Execution Drug. Reported by Adam Liptak. The Supreme Court ruled on Monday against three death row inmates who had sought to bar the use of an execution drug they said risked causing excruciating pain. In the process, two dissenting members of the court, Justices Stephen Breyer and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, came close to announcing that they were ready to rule the death penalty unconstitutional. This gave rise to slashing debate with Justices Anardine Scalia and Clarence Thomas about the reliability and effectiveness of the punishment. The 5-4 decision on the execution drug broke along familiar lines, with Justice Anthony Kennedy joining the court's more conservative members to allow its use. Justice Samuel Alito, writing for the majority, said the inmates had failed to identify an available and preferable method of execution and failed to make the case that the drug entailed a substantial risk of severe pain. The drug, the sedative midazolam, played a part in three long executions last year. It was used in an effort to render inmates unconscious before they were injected with other drugs that caused severe pain. In dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, who joined the other three members of the court's liberal wing, said the court's available alternative requirement leads to patently absurd consequences. Petitioners contend that Oklahoma's current protocol is a barbarous method of punishment, the chemical equivalent of being burned alive, Sotomayor wrote. But under the court's new rule, it would not matter whether the state intended to use midazolam or instead to have petitioners drawn and quartered, slowly tortured to death, or actually burned at the stake. Breyer, Ginsburg, and Justice Elena Kagan joined Sotomayor's dissent. In a second, more sweeping dissent, Breyer, joined by Ginsburg, said it was time to consider a larger issue. Rather than try to patch up the death penalty's legal wounds one at a time, he wrote, I would ask for a full briefing on a more basic question, whether the death penalty violates the Constitution. In a 46-page dissent, he said that it is highly likely that the death penalty violates the Eighth Amendment, which bars cruel and unusual punishments. Breyer added that most of the country did not use the death penalty and that the United States was an international outlier in embracing it. Scalia responded to what he called Justice Breyer's plea for judicial abolition of the death penalty by calling it gobbledygook. 
The punishment is contemplated by the Constitution, Scalia said, and disingenuously opposed on grounds created by its opponents. Criticizing the death penalty on the ground that it is not carried out fast enough, for instance, Scalia said, calls to mind the man sentenced to death for killing his parents who pleads for mercy on the ground that he is an orphan.